Welcome to both the beginning of Season 5 and the 65th broadcast of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show going into its fifth year. We air bi-weekly at noon U.S. Central Time to help you keep up with the ever-evolving world of indie game development, debate about issues in the indie game scene, and to let and I'll let you <laughs> into the mind of some of the most interesting people behind the creation of indie games. There was a typo in there. Let me fix that. To let you. All right. Today is September 26, 2015. Indie Radio Today will be hosted by myself, Brett Hudson, broadcasting live from the Midwest United States, as well as our co-host, Mike. Mike, Mike would you like right to introduce here. yourself? Hi, guys. I'm Mike Leroy from the East Coast. And if, it's, if it gets loud in here, I'm sorry. I'm in a dorm room right now, so... Anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. There's a lot of things we want to try out with the new season of Indie Radio, including expanding the variety of types of guests we bring onto the show. There's so much more to the indie game scene than just the developers behind the games, and we want to bring their stories to you. We have tons of great interviews planned this season for your listening pleasure, including Caveman Craig creators Rise and Tim Andrews, Web Portal Game Jolt creator David DeCarmine, Cypher Prime co-founder William Salford, C++ guru and homemade hero tutorial streamer Casey Miratori, OUYA software developer Ryan Loebs, Insomniac Games Gone Indie designer Lisa Brown, and tons more. And we're starting off the season strong today with the creative mind behind Visit, Super Space Rogues, Zutef, and most recently, Thunder Gun, Revenge of the Mutants, Terra Lauterbach. Yay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, introduce yourself. Nice. Oh, well, okay. So, yeah, um, I'm Terra uh, you know, Indie developer from Wisconsin, you know, USA, yeah. <laughs> um, middle of nowhere kind of thing. You know, you, you know the place. And yeah, like, yeah, that's me. Make games and stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Developers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So today we'll be talking about Tara's most recent release, Thundergun, and her upcoming game, The Bullet Romancer, as well as the Madison indie game scene and whatever else we can squeeze out of Terra. Uh, before we start asking questions, Mike is going to start off our new sections so you're well aware of all the amazing things happening in indie games. So uh, Mike, uh, I'm assuming you have the news open maybe? Yes, and since Ian isn't here, I have to talk about Unity, right? Yep, you got to talk about all the Unity goodness. Oh Jesus, all right. <laughs> So, while I may not know a lot about stuff, Unity is coming to Linux. That's how you pronounce it, right? Linux? Yeah. Linux? I don't know. I, so, I've heard Linux before, but... Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, this is weird peanuts. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, right. I say, I've only ever heard Linux, so... Well, there's an experimental build out now, and you can go grab it now, and it's uh, the ability to export to the following runtimes. Uh, Mac, Windows Standalone, WebGL, WebPlayer, Android... Tizen? I've never heard of that. It's Samsung TV. So you can go grab that now. Uh, I don't know much about Unity, but for the people that use it, this is probably some big stuff, you know? Mm -hmm, absolutely, because now you can develop on a Linux machine. You don't need Windows or Mac. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's just like developing on it. It's because they've had Linux support for builds for a mm -hmm. while, right? Yep. Okay. But yeah, th those are all the uh, the lists that Mike just read off was all the uh, exports that they have already working on the Linux build. Ah, okay. So you can already d deploy in your Samsung TV. And we, we've also got Windows 10 Universal Apps in Unity, which is awesome. Yeah. So with one app, developers can now target a family of devices. So you got the Windows phones, tablets, PCs, and devices that aren't even out yet. And you can develop for all those things using one common API. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, I believe it also uh, covers the Xbox One. Um, I've heard that the Xbox One is going to be able to run some of the Windows 10 Universal apps really? just straight on it. Um, That's going to lead to which a lot is of one of the th- things that yeah, the Microsoft, from what I understand, is trying to really make Xbox One and Windows kind of the same thing. <laughs> For better or worse. Uh, yeah, so a lot of the stuff is going to overlap, and this, this seems like one of them, which is pretty great. And this and, one's uh, blown my mind. <laughs> yeah. Unity is coming to Apple TV. So Apple TV will have use now. Like You can use it things like it's not just a box you set under your tv and then never use it actually has like functionality now so it's built with ios heritage and essentially now everything from unity 5 like unity 5 versions run on apple tv so they can have a controller it says absence is to make work with game controllers first so they're gonna have controller imports on apple tv that's Whoa, crazy. that's crazy. It's like the Pippin. <laughs> you guys heard about that? Apple had a no, game console I'm... called the Pippin. What? Yeah. When and was that? Is, is that recent? Or... I have to look. It was a, a while time ago. ago. It was like during the Steve Jobs app, like absence. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, Bandai released it with Apple. It's pretty crazy. 1995. And it had, it was the console that had the game that the people who made Halo made, Bungie, what was that called? Marathon. It had Marathon on it, I'm pretty sure. That was pretty big. But let's hope they don't do that again, because that console yeah. sold literally atrocious. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, also, for anybody listening in live, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, but we do have an IRC channel. You can get to it um, uh, three different ways. You can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash indie. And then in capital letters, IRC, so that's I-N-D-I-E, capital IRC. Uh, if you have an IRC client, you can go on the QWeb IRC, or no, sorry, the afternet.org network and go to the channel Indie Function. Uh, or you can head over to the Indie Function website, which I'm guessing you're listening into uh, the show on right now, and you can scroll to the bottom of the page, and there is an embedded iframe right there that you can jump in uh, and chat with us. You can talk to us about news, send us articles. Uh, ask Tara questions. You can ask me and Mike questions, but we would rather get yeah. get some questions for Tara because yes. nobody needs to know what I ate yesterday for lunch. I do. But... What did you eat? What What did I eat? I don't think I ate lunch yesterday. <laughs> That's not healthy. But yeah, uh, jump in the IRC <laughs> and talk to us. <laughs> uh, okay, so there, the... There's already a few people in there. and yeah. This next link actually isn't working, but it, luckily I kind of know about it already. So there was a Yo-Yo game sponsored Humble Bundle, from what I understand, for, with all Game mm-hmm. games. And I think it actually ended. I think it ended today. Yeah, it did end. Um, and yeah, I, I screwed up the link. I forgot the HTTP at the I, I've got some info for it. And apparently they included the source code for every game that you bought with it. Like Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's a little crazy. And Wasteland Kings was included in the bundle. Yeah, two Vlambeer games were included. We're with talking Super Crate Box and Wasteland Kings. With the source code. With the source code. That's a little crazy. I mean, yeah. Yo-Yo Games is going to be then, flooded I, with... I thought it was more crazy <laughs> that I, I, DRM was on there, right? Death Ray Mana, and that had just come out like the you know the same week. And, and that came with the source code, too, I think, right? So, or is that the older <laughs> version crazy. that wasn't I, I want to say out. it's the older version. Well, okay. from what I understand, they said the bundle was the debut of the game. 
So, oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe it was then. Well, I, mean, I can't. I can't tell you how much I am in love with this bundle. Like, I, I picked it up pretty much as soon as I heard about it. Um, you pay what you want, and you get a couple of games with the source code. You pay $6. You get Yo-Yo Games Game Maker Studio Professional Edition. Like, the full Wait, deal for $6. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks for hooking me up with that, Brett. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you read our blog. Come on. Uh... Come on, Mike. But yeah, no. you know, visit our website every once in a while, maybe. I should try to more, but I'm pretty sure, and don't do this all the time, but I'm pretty sure GTA G2A will probably have a bunch of codes now, so I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, along with Game Maker Professional, the six dollar tier had more games with their source code, and the twelve dollar tier had more games. Uh, Wasteland Kings was one of the twelve dollar tiers, and then you also got the Android export module for Game Maker Studio, which is another hundred dollars. So you could get um, the software and the export module, which is normally like two hundred fifty dollars for twelve bucks, which I did because I actually didn't have the professional version; huh. only had standard. Really? Yeah, I think I think I bought the the fifty dollar version like right w around the time that it came out. And then they merged that in with the free version. So it was kind of like, oh, well, that sucks. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got, like, uh, grandfathered in because I'd been using it since forever. And I think, at, like, when they did the HTML5 version the first time, um, if you had bought that, you would get, like, professional right away after they came out with the... Uh, Game Maker Studios. So I was like, oh, okay. And then I got Professional for free because of that. And then, like, a couple nice. other modules. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> now, out, of, out of curiosity, what was the first was a long time of Game ago. Maker you guys bought? Just off the, off the cuff. Bought or tried? <laughs> uh, well, let's say <laughs> or bought. Or cracked. Because <laughs> I think I got Game Maker before it even had a numerical value after it. Like, it was just Game Maker. It, it always had a numerical value after it. Yeah, I was, I was pretty sure. I think, I think the first one I had was like four or like late three or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I Holy had five, crap. and I'm not even. I don't even think I still have my registration info. Like I had to buy it again. Oh, okay. But I'm also only one. Okay, so on the chat they're saying that um, one through four were free. So yeah. yeah. That I think that's what it was off the top of my head. I remember when I had to pay for it, it was like a big deal because back then, like, I mean, back then, but it was like, what, 10 years ago? Like, buying things on the internet, for me at least, was like a big deal because you had to go through all this stuff and people were still weary about putting their credit card info online and stuff like that. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I was saying that GameMaker 5, which at first I thought it was an S, so I was like, what? GameMaker Studio? No, GameMaker 5 came out in 2003. So. And by the way, I apologize when my microphone gets quiet or loud. I'm just I'm trying to equalize it as I go. I didn't know I'd have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that, the, uh, if GM5 came out in 2003, that sounds about right that I would probably have had four because I remember I was still in, I think I was in seventh grade when I had gotten my first copy. So that's like two years before 2003. So. <laughs> wow, blows my mind. Thinking about how long yeah. ago all that stuff was. like. Yeah, oh, I... I started using Game Maker in 2008 uh, when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> uh, I'm old. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe we're just really young. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably. I think I'm the youngest person here, and I started using Game Maker in 
2005, so it's even been a long time for me. So. Yeah, if we had Ian here, he I think he started in 2005. He started using it when he was nine, and he's 18 now, so he can literally say that he's been using Game Maker for half of his life. Wow. <laughs> he's know, been making games. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I still don't know where he is. He, he just completely disappeared on us. Disappears. What, what the heck, Ian? Name. So first, <laughs> we've got Tara Lauterbach on. Come on. Yeah, come on. Show up. Turn up. <laughs> this is somebody that you know. <laughs> that guy. So, yeah, let's let's continue on to yes. more news. Gotta get to the uh, so, Leap Motion is having their second annual 3D Jam. The first one they kicked off last year at IndieCade, and I think that's actually where I first heard about it. They're giving out uh, development kits at IndieCade. Um, I picked one up, and they were basically like, yeah, here, you can have this development kit as long as you make a game for the, the jam. So, I was like, oh, well, that's easy enough. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, so, they, they had a limited amount there, and then you could also fill out a form online uh, there. They had tablets and stuff and you could pick up your leap motion virtual reality things uh the device things you know uh and make a game so this year they're doing another one which is super exciting i believe it's a month long uh let's let's see here yep it starts september 28th so on monday and then it runs till november 9th which is well after decade like two weeks after then uh, so they, they are doing it later this year than they did last year, uh, which I'm guessing is because last year it kind of ran until Ludum Dare, and that was kind of a bit Dare. iffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. There excuse is... me, it's Ludum Dare? <laughs> it's Ludum Dare. I think that everyone's like, how do you say this when they say it? And then I'm sure there's some sort of official thing out there. But I would I would love it if who, they just made who, some weird thing. Who really knows? <laughs> the LD. world may never know. Oh, the, the best game jam is actually how you pronounce it. <laughs> it's true. I love it. It's pretty great. <laughs> so first prize uh, gets $10,000. Dare, okay. <laughs> Dare. Is that, is that how they just put it in yeah. the chat? I used to say it like that. But then I felt pretentious. So but then I it stopped. became mainstream, so you stopped doing it. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so with the Leap Motion 3D Jam, uh, there's some prizes. First place has a $10,000 prize with the Unity Suite, two uh, um, OS VR HDKs. I don't know what that, that stands for. Uh, OS VR is some sort of virtual reality and HDK development kit, um, home development kit maybe. Um, I don't know. And then also Nvidia GeForce GTX 980 Ti, which oh, that's that's a nice Ooh. graphics card. Um, and then first or second and third prize are very similar, except uh, a bit less money. And instead of Unity Suite, Unity Pro. Fourth prize is just Unity Pro. Um, to the, uh, $2,500 with the HDK, and then for the prize, it's the same thing with 1000 And then there's com two community favorites. They get $500 and Unity Pro. And there's also another thing over here on the other side of the webpage that has more prizes. So it sounds like you can do two different tracks. Um, so there's two different competitions, so to say. And so there's there's lots of opportunities to, to win some big bucks for making things for the Elite Motion. Uh, wow. And... 
just just in case somebody doesn't know what the leap motion is, we didn't really explain it. Uh, it's a little device that you place on a table, or you can attach it to the front of an Oculus Rift, and it uses infrared light, uh, infrared light sensors to track both hands and walls nearby. Oh, wow. So it's it's uh, virtual reality. It's super cool. Uh, if you're going to Indicate this year, I'm sure that they're going to have a booth again. So you can actually try it out there. You just put your hands above the device, and then you look at the screen, and your hands are in. Oh wow! In the game, and it's, it's eighty dollars. So, yeah, it's eighty dollars. Not bad. Huh. Um, and if you register for the Leap Motion Jam and um, create a game, uh, complete a submission uh, by November 9th, it says that they will get a refund for the cost of the hardware. So if you make a game this year. For the Elite Motion Jam, after you buy one, you can get all your money back for uh, creating software huh. for the device. Pretty cool. All right, so right now, down in Austin, Texas, I believe, uh, there is a uh, event that the link that I have isn't working. Nice. <laughs> don't don't compile show topic pages at. Uh, 6 a.m. You're going to just have lots of crappy links. <laughs> oh, uh, Fantastic Arcade is happening down in Austin. Uh, I don't know if it's this weekend or next weekend because I can't click on the link. Um, I heard some people talking about it this weekend, but I'm pretty sure it's next weekend. Uh, and uh, it's part of uh, this this event called Fantastic Fest, which is a films festival uh, that happens out in Austin. But uh, Fantastic Arcade is a section of the festival that shows showcases some of the uh, hottest games in Austin and in the indie game scene. Uh, and people can uh, check it out and play it. Uh, if you go to their website, uh, one of the guys that we had on the show, uh, broadcast number 47, I think, uh, Dan Fessler, he's, he's in one of the pictures. And I, I giggled because I saw him this, this morning. I was like, hey, there's Dan. <laughs> uh, but... Fantastic Arcade is also having a Humble Weekly bundle right now. So if you head over to humblebundle.com slash weekly, you can check out a fantastic bundle uh, featuring, I believe it is six of the best games that they've had in Fantastic Arcade and six brand new games available nowhere else in all caps, uh, which were incubated to premiere at Fantastic Arcade 2015. So there you go. They were created by six of the most unusual and creative talents in games. So, See, kind uh, of a IGF now, right? Yeah, let's All let's right. get into that IGF goodness. So, from what I see from this article, the chairperson in the past, Brandon Boyer is his name, is mm -hmm. leaving, and Indie Mega Booth founder Kelly Wallach is now the chairperson of the IGF. And that's a big deal because if you know about IGF, like Papers, Please, Flunky, Minecraft, Limbo, World of Goo, Castle Crashes, like all Minecraft. of those indie games. I said Minecraft. I know. Uh, oh, sorry. did you? Yeah, well, I wish I didn't. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> but, like, it's a big deal. Like, this is a high-profile thing. So new management and just the fact that it's happening, like, it's a big thing. I mean, what? I don't know what will win this year. There's a lot of games uh, from this year that came out. And the submissions are open on July 31st, and that's when it's been open. Which, which was a little while ago. Yeah, it's been <laughs> open. I'm sorry. And then they close on October 26th, which is a month from today, right? Off the top of my head. Yeah, months yeah. from today. Yeah. And 
I, I guess they're not going to talk about it until next year. So there's a lot of time that they sort of let this boil over, I guess. But yeah, yeah they, they usually they do usually it. reveal this stuff in like January, right? So February. Oh, early January is finalists. Hey. And then March. Yeah, yeah, the yeah they release the finalists in January and then they wait until the beginning of March to actually announce everything at the IGF <laughs> ceremony. Anybody got any like ideas of what's going to be a finalist this year? I can't think of anything. Oh, I don't. I have no I know. idea. It's always kind of a toss up, right? Huh. Like, yeah. I mean, Wasteland Kings <laughs> isn't done, but I love Wasteland Kings. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got about Thunder. It also, man- <laughs> it also matters. Thunder <laughs> gone. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, that's totally gonna win it. <laughs> Who knows? So they're looking for judges too. So yep. you can be a judge. They have application forms, Ooh. and just fill out the forms and have them in uh, until October eighth. So yeah. you got a little bit more time, not a ton of time. So this is pretty crazy. IGF is a big deal. So. Mm-hmm. And the the judges thing is pretty intense. Uh, I think they have like four or five judges a year, maybe six. And uh, obviously, if they can get more judges, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but they they get over a thousand submissions usually, or somewhere around there. So they just divide it by the number of judges, and then they have to play all those games and give a written evaluation of what they thought. And all that, and I think I think each game might actually be played by two judges, so huh. double that number. So if there's a thousand games and there's five judges, they have to pay, play four hundred games or something. Oh wow! Um, and give evaluations on them. So if you want to be a judge, like go for it. I'm sure it is an absolute <laughs> a lot of video out. games. Yeah, checking out all these games, and then also uh, being a part of the judging process and choosing. Uh, next year's, you know, Seamus uh, McNally Grand Prize, which would be crazy. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's a lot of work, as and you would expect. It's not all fun and games. I mean, right. it's all games, but... Well, we can finally get to the most <laughs> important part of the day, so let's jump right into it. Oh, the, the credits? Oh, shut up. Yeah, the show's <laughs> over. Go home. show's over. Bye. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. All right, so we've got Tara Lauterbach with us today. Woohoo! Yeah! Hello. Tara, you just released Thunder Gun, Rise of the Mutants. Tell us Revenge. a bit about it. Oh, Revenge of the Mutants? Yes. It's Oops. very, very... Uh, I don't know what you would call that subtitle. <laughs> what's your, what's it's a the subtitle, for starters. <laughs> it's very subtitly. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you there, but... No, it's all good. All right, so obviously first we're going to want to talk about the game. Uh, maybe development. How long... I mean, I know some of this stuff, but I'm going to ask you anyway. How long <laughs> would you say you've been working on this project? So, um, uh, last time I looked at it, um, I, I, I keep like these uh, daily notes of when I was working on it and what days. And the first notes I had were from um, July 10th, 2014. So, and then the game came out in September, so of this year. So that's about um, a year and two months, you know? Jeez. So, (laughs) a 
a lot of time. Yeah, so from from when when I had my first notes on it, I might have started a little earlier than that, you know, just like with ideas and things. But from what I can tell, it was in July. So, wow. I mean, you spend all that time, and obviously, we a lot of the people listening and a lot all of us here uh, work on projects like this. You spend so much time with a project, it's like towards the end, <laughs> you don't even want to work on it anymore. <laughs> You're like, when do I get on the next thing? When does this just come out? Can I release it yet? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you guys well, are okay actually, actually, it's kind of funny because this is like one of the first projects that I actually did that I didn't completely hate it by the end of it. Huh. You know, like you, like I only ended up hating parts of it. Where well, it was I mean, like, it's badass. Uh, That's part of the reason. You know, well, thank you. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was like one of the few ones that I actually was like, because before this, I'd already done like fifteen freeware games, and it was always like ninety percent of the time, it's just like, oh, I'm so done, like with this. Like I know that at the end of um, Sudef, I. I like I was so like ready to be done with that game, but this time around it was more like, oh okay, I'm still kind of excited. I was already coming up with things that I'm gonna um, add in and patch hmm. like later, or if more people start buying it, kind of thing, you know. Well, so <laughs> yeah, and um, real quick, I don't know if he's in the call yet, but just to introduce, we got Ian here finally, so that's exciting. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm I I typed in the. <laughs> I typed in the chat that he should just say his intro as if we should start at the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm co-host Ian Jones, broadcasting live from the U.S. East Coast. He's go. officially here! <laughs> Perfect. Right on time. Yes. Yeah, we start the show at 9, 9.27. That's perfect. You're right on the dot. So, yeah, Ian, uh, we're, we're interviewing Tara today. And how have you been? It's been a long time since we talked. Yeah, oh, pretty good. A lot, you know, a lot, a lot of you know, games and working on stuff, and you know, been busy. You know, you know how it is working on things. <laughs> Everyone's like busy working on things. Yeah, like, I thought this was a music show. What the hell, Jesus? Yeah, all of us, all of us used to be on Game Jolt, right? Yep, I think so. Yeah. How about you, Mike? I mean, I knew of Game Joel. I didn't really use it very much. I I was big with, um. I don't know if I've talked about this in the show, with Andrew Brophy and those people. I've talked about Andrew Brophy before. Mm-hmm. With that group, Brain Gale. Yeah, like Brain Gale. That, that was mm-hmm. where I like started out. I started out back when we were making Game Maker Clash, which was like a Super Smash Brothers clone with Game Maker characters. Oh, and I remember that, yeah. That was <laughs> like probably seven or eight years ago. So actually probably wow. longer than that. And I knew of Game Joel, but it was always this, there was, I don't know, I guess our, like my stupid young brain like thought of Game Joel as like this thing that wasn't Game Maker, so it was like evil. Like you had like sides, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Now looking at Game Joel, I mean, we'll probably eventually in this interview talk a little bit about um, how Game Jolt's now allowing the paid games, mm-hmm. which is a big yeah. deal. And of course, this deal. game being like right there. So... Um, I love Game Jolt, obviously. It's just, at the time, back then, I wasn't really as big into it as you guys were. Yeah, I, I, um, how did I end up figuring, like, stumbling into Game Jolt? I think it was because they were one of the other 
only other places, one of the only places other than um, Congregate that were doing um, like an ad revenue share thing at the time. Mm. So I don't know how I got like pointed at that. I was like, oh, I can make money through ad, you know, ads or something. And yeah, um, and they were, I think they were doing like a, oh, if you join early, you get like a like 50% like cut like off the bat and i was like okay (laughs) but um yeah (laughs) it was it was kind of crazy because then then they started doing the jams and that was that was where i actually really started liking game jolt was because they were one of the first other sites that were doing like their own like themed jams outside of like the global game jam and um let them dare and yeah (laughs) <laughs> the Game Jolt jams were the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I they were really freaking fun back in the day. So, I mean, all right, not just to jump right into it, and I don't know how much of it you can talk about, how much of it you can't, but yeah. how did that all go down with uh, Game Jolt? Like, with Thunder Gun being the first paid game, like, were they talking about it already, and you just managed to be like? you know the right people at the right time and things like that yeah who approached who um i actually can't remember who approached who and uh and i don't know how much i can actually talk about that part of it but i mean it did end up working out that like um that like i think i can't remember where it was but um we had been talking because um i think david had been talking about doing the like uh, you know, paid paid service thing, you know, and I think they had, had like made a widget and some people were using that. I know um, um, Force of Habit guys used a widget initially for uh, um, <laughs> for uh, Timmy Bibbles. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I, th- I think it was like through that and then I was like, oh, hey, I'm kind of interested in doing this too and, you know, things came around and um, you know, I was finishing it up and I was like, Hey, I'm really interested in doing this and wanted to, you know, use the game Jolt API stuff. Cause I had had really good experience with that in the past and it had done wonders for the original thunder gun. And that's kind of why I was like, okay, I can rationalize still doing this. And yeah, I mean, there wasn't that much fanfare for when it happened or anything. I mean, I mean, we can talk about what the site's kind of initial reactions to it were, but <laughs> Yeah, but, but yeah, but and I ended up having the first paid game that's on the site, as opposed to just using the widget kind of thing. It's, oh man, I don't know personally. I mean, I've been reading some of the response to <laughs> the paid game, and I don't know, if, I don't know if Brett and Ian have seen this, but uh, the, the comments on the page. I just, I'm gonna be honest. I don't understand why people are angry. <laughs> like you spend a year and two months making a game and people are absolutely they got oh no you gotta pay money for it oh shit like, yeah come on it really I think it's it's really bothering me honestly yeah i think it's more so that the game jolt rules state that you can't have any paid games on there yeah so they think that like Terra hacked the site yeah <laughs> somehow God. manipulated it even uh, though it's downloaded hacks right yeah no one no yeah no one had um no one had like explicitly say said that, but it makes sense. Like, um, you know, that does say on the site that it's for free games only, and we're not doing paid games yet. I think it's in there 
when you're submitting the game because I was like, oh, hey, can I actually like, I actually asked him about this because it's like, well, on there it says I can't do this. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was Tara, Tara opened badly. up the Chrome. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just got to throw this in here. I think the way GameJall handled it, like, was there even a press release? Did they even talk um, about? So there, I mean, they they on their on the Twitter account they um, mentioned it and um, you know and tweeted about it and other things. So I mean, it wasn't like it was an unofficial thing. And they've and they've done a really good job of um, cleaning up the comments and being like, hey, yeah. look, you know, you can't talk about this, and the game is legit. You know, yeah, don't like, do that. The game I, is I, I think, backed by them. Yeah. Like, a lot of the a lot of the backlash, I think, is just from people like stumbling upon it and then not understanding, um, basically. Y- yeah, not knowing about that, and you know, because every other game on the site is free. So I, I mean, no, I understand. it was it, like, and and it was something that I knew going in that was probably going to be a thing. But I mean, it was. I actually thought most of it was kind of funny, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you gotta laugh because the truth of the matter is. It, every time something new like this happens, there's going to be people who feel like they're getting either they, they don't want to pay for it and they say, well, this site doesn't even allow this, but then it does. And it's it's a big change. And yeah. indie games in general throughout like the years that we've been doing this kind of stuff has changed a ton. But like Game Jolt has stayed like this thing that it, it's changed, but it hasn't really bridged out into like a commercial world and now that's what's happening yeah and they're starting to do that and then i guess the other thing too is that people are going to feel like um game jolt's going to be opening up to more paid games then and then maybe some people think that all games in the future on game jolt are going to cost money and they're like (gasps) no yeah yeah And then also, um, going off of that, uh, I'm sure you can't talk about it. Uh, you, m- you might not even know, but I'm kind of curious, like what their what their plans are going fu- uh, going forward about the paid yeah. games. Like, are they going so, to just I let mean, in developers? Or, well, I, I think what I can talk about is is that Thundergun's at least a test case, you know, for how things work and what can get added into it in, in kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't really talk about any of the stuff that, you know, might happen in the future. Yeah, but. no, I understand. It's, uh, it's been very interesting to watch, uh, the reaction to all of this. And yeah. I, man, I, <laughs> I just, I don't understand why they didn't ease into it. Like, that's the only thing I can say about it. I, like I said, I love game Joel, Thunder Guns, incredible it really is i love it but they didn't really ease into it very well i don't know well it was, it was probably mostly because the game was just coming out so yeah. it was like you know i like, mean hey, i want to kind of get, get, get some hype here, though then, like yeah imagine like oh they, hey we're having our first paid game coming up soon yeah and like we're like explain that it's a good thing these developers who put all this time in now they're yeah. going to be able to make the funds off it on a website that is already like established yeah, well, I, I I think I think it was I think most of the most of everything is just mostly confusion because I mean it doesn't say on the game description or anywhere that you know it's like I did work on it for a couple of years, <laughs> like yeah. it was really funny because they were like oh the devs are doing this and it's like well it's just me and 
Mike, you know, like, <laughs> like I, it, it was funny because they, they sort of also assumed that it was like, you know, big, big old company coming in there to try to, you know, muscle in and sell stuff, you know, <laughs> man. And I mean, yeah, you threw in there. I worked on the music for Thunder Gun. I didn't, I didn't want to say that because I don't want to, you know, I, I it's about you. It's your. It's only thing. fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I was gonna bring it up earlier, but I was like, wait a second. Did Mike do the music for Thunderground, or is he only <laughs> doing the music for Bullet Romancer? Yeah, we'll talk about that soon too, because that's a <laughs> yeah. freaking awesome thing. But the the truth is, it's like I know from the inside how much went into this game, and I feel like yeah. there's no way to accurately explain that to people, and you really yeah. don't have a chance to. But the truth is, like, so much went into this project, and people don't want to pay, like, a couple bucks for it. It just pisses me off. Well, I mean, so, I mean, in that, in, and honestly, that mostly just comes with, um, you know, GameJolt is a free, free game site. Yeah. Like, no one goes there to buy games. And, you know, um, and if anything, like, I don't know, it, it I, I think it's just with paid games in general, but, Probably not. Just probably just because where I'm at now, you know, like it, the game has been out. It's um, haven't haven't gotten too much um, like with doing press and things like that. You know, it's kind of like been like eh, lackluster, and, and mostly because of my fault. But I've emailed a few places and haven't gotten anything back yet. So it's just kind of like, eh, why should I do any more? But you know, <laughs> the, the conventions of like everyone's like, well, you just got to email thousands of people. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you just like you just okay. have to email <laughs> thousands of people. Yeah, but yeah. The, th the thing is, with a lot of these um, independent projects, like once the momentum starts, it really starts. So there's a moment. It's like you you move one rock out of the way, and then the whole mountain falls down. Like it's gonna happen. It it always manages to find a way to happen so you just gotta yeah. keep your head up you know you know that <laughs> yeah well it, it's funny because i i usually forget that um when sudef came out it was hardly played up until like three or four months after that when it had, um when it came out like uh <laughs> like yeah. i i think yeah because it had come out in uh, in december and then it didn't like get any traction or all like this, like you know, following until like March of the next year or so. However many months that is, it's like four months, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of I'm 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 treating it the same way, you know. Like I mean, at least in, in, initially, I was like really. It's always <laughs> really uh, you know like disheartened. I was like, okay, yeah. maybe this is just a really bad game. Had a bit of a meltdown, and then not, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and. You know, but I, I, you know, figured it out and just kind of like I'm going to try to go a little more zen with it. And, and oh. I, I don't know how many people. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go. I just um, in the IRC, uh, they were just talking about how there's a spreadsheet with like 150 to 200 YouTubers emails on it. And mm. to, I mean, you just write the press release. See, see everybody. And then, you know, like, like I said, look at games like Happy Wheels, like not as independent but you know what i mean like one yeah. youtuber plays it then every youtuber plays it and then it suddenly is this thing that it it never had before like all the traction that it gained from one youtuber so <laughs> yeah but i'm sorry well, i cut you off 
Oh, no, it's okay. Well, what I was going to say was, like, I, I don't know how many people actually, or how many indies end up talking about it. Um, but, like, it, it, like, I think we just, like, abbreviate it to be long the long tail or whatever, but nobody really knows what that means. Mm. And, like, it's fairly ambiguous when anyone uses it anymore. But just thinking how... Um, thinking how, like in the long term, like the game will probably eventually make its money back. It just won't be in a year. It'll probably be in like, you know, 10 years or something. <laughs> and it's tough. So. No, it's understandable. Like, and you know, it happens with everything really. You release it and you really hope that it's mo- like, it kicks off right away. But yeah. Realistically. But that really isn't the reality anymore, right? Truth. Like, or maybe it is, but I'm just doing no. my part wrong. You're right, <laughs> right? you're right. You're right. It, it just, everything takes a little time, has to boil over a little bit. So, you know, keep your head up. And you know what? Uh, Bullet Romancer, on the <laughs> other project, that can get some love right now. And then when the moment comes, when Thunder Gun strikes, see what I did there? <laughs> uh, that'll make Bullet Romancer, I mean, the, the love for that that you have, that'll double over. So... You know what I mean. It's going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. You know, I wasn't planning on bringing this up at all today, but I should. I, somebody's just knocked on the door uh, <laughs> outside my room, and I opened it up, and they gave me a box, and I was like, oh my gosh, my indie box is here. I got this month's <laughs> indie box. It is uh, Towerfall, and it wow. sounds like I'm about to go off on a tangent, uh, but indie box is super cool. Tara, you should contact IndieBox <laughs> yeah. and either get a um, Thundergun IndieBox or like a Terra Rotten Tater um, no, seriously, like, do it. Box, yeah. collection box. That would be so cool. Oh, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was another project I'm probably going to do at some point is just um, re-release um, Sudef as a you know paid thing with um, some fixes that I'd always kind of wanted to do. So, you know, kind of like a director's cut, yeah. you know, after mm-hmm. the fact. And the thing is, and the then, people who initially played the game will probably go back and be like, hey, I loved this game when I played it. I didn't pay anything <laughs> for it. So, yeah, that, that was actually what was really funny um, about releasing Thundergun is a lot of people were like, oh, hey, you know, it's like you like their old games, so you should buy like this one to like support them. And and what's really funny too is is like everyone's always like oh you need to have you need to have a uh, <laughs> you know a donate button so yeah. I can like yeah so that I can uh, <laughs> give you money I was like I I don't want to do that you 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 pay for the thing you know that's all you got to do yeah and but I, I don't know it's just my weird I got you know humans humans are human and I'm human and. <laughs> Are, are you I'm weird. I'm kidding? <laughs> um, and just to let us in here, because we haven't mentioned it, uh, Steam Greenlight. You can greenlight Thundergun right now. And I don't know how that's doing at the moment, but when it started, it seemed to be going really, really well. So, I mean, I haven't heard any updates on that, but. Uh, oh, yeah. So it's on, it is on Greenlight, and it's been stuck at about 50%. For Which is not bad. Since, like, yeah. I don't know. Like um, You're halfway there, yeah. It it like it it doesn't get any um, views or anything anymore. So it's kind of like oh okay, like you know, like most of it, like I, I think of like the 
200 or whatever, you know, like thumbs up, like that's like half of the, half of the way. Okay. So 25% of my 50, uh, geez, half of my 50% is, um, actually in the first two days of steam throwing traffic at it. And they really uh, wind down on who gets to see it after, you know, three days, which is kind of like broken. If you ask me, cause it's like, well, why don't you show people older games? But I, I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I've been told it's like, um, like, there, like there's just so many games that it's like, you know, like within like five days, there's already another 20 games added to it. So it's not going to, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You just I mean, need to get in front of more eyes. Yeah. One YouTuber plays this game and you've got it greenlit. Like, that's the way you have to think about it. Honestly, like it doesn't need to be two or three hundred YouTubers playing the game. It could be one YouTuber with a couple thousand well, See, and that's the other thing. It could, it could also just be one, you know, indie blogs, yeah. you know, indie, indie games blog post. But <laughs> And there's the link right there in Skype of the list of YouTubers you can send your game to. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I saw it on the IRC, so I'll probably copy that and look yeah. at it next day. Uh, uh, Andrew, there we go. Uh He's in the chat uh, now. Uh, is that link like public in the sense that like it's okay to share around, or um, is that like a like a secret collective thing? I'm sh- I'm just wondering for after the show. No, I don't if, think if you probably posted it if it was supposed to be secret. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but I, I thought maybe he's just he, he said Merry Christmas at the end, so I was like, <laughs> is this is this a little special special treat or what's going on? So. <laughs> So, I mean, Thundergun is out. Go buy it, yeah. go play it. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. You know what? It would probably be worth explaining the game a little bit because I, I just kind of, like, jumped into, the, oh, the game is out, you know? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, did, you did a Twitch stream where you played it that I watched. Yeah, yeah. And that um, was awesome. I mean, it could be on Twitch again. Somebody could play that. So, just throw that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, that was, that was one thing. I thought the game would be pretty cool for streaming. So, but yeah. now having a list of, you know, people to actually, you know, email then that'd probably be awesome. So yes, um, but yeah, the it, it, the game is basically like an arcade. Uh, what's the description here? A combo-focused, arena-based, <laughs> side-scrolling shooter. <laughs> like I, I think I just enjoy the comedy of how long that description is because it there there isn't a really. It, it, you know, it's mostly an arcade game, but the idea being that you'd go for a high score and there's a deep combo system and um, you use a lightning gun for half of half of the game and then a secondary weapon when it rains because you can't use the lightning gun during um, during rainstorms because you electrocute yourself. It's like, um, I, I'm going to correct you just because it's the name of the game. It's the thunder, thunder gun. It's a thunder <laughs> gun, yeah. Well... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really funny because people would be like, "Oh, you, you can't shoot thunder; it would be lightning." It's like, yeah, that's kind of the joke, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds better. God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see what you did there, Mike. It sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in case you're interested, the music changes like in those old N64 oh, yeah. games when it rains. So, you know, if you like N64 games, you should buy it. You know. <laughs> If if you like playing games on your computer, you should buy it. If if you like, if and you, you know, like your computer, you should buy it. The way that the controller support is actually awesome, and you set it up where it's bumper jumper by default, and that mm-hmm. is 
awesome and I never used bumper jumper up to that point and now I use it in everything that I play that has that option. Oh wow. And I plug I plugged my laptop and my TV and I played Thunder Gun for probably five hours straight one night. So I mean it's it has all the support there for the controllers. It's got decent music and really good visuals. I mean some quality stuff guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Well you know what's funny? Um it would actually technically be impossible to play the game if it didn't have a bumper jumper like thing, exactly like because, right. like because you're supposed to be aiming with your right thumb and moving with your left thumb, and if you take your thumb off of the thumbstick, you're not going to, you know, you know <laughs> like you funny. can't aim anymore. So you're, and 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 the game is so focused on jumping and shooting and you know, jump and shoot, man. Um, but, jump and shoot, man. <laughs> yeah, just jump and shoot, man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> funny story. Like someone act like when I, I <laughs> I'm going way off topic now. But um, when I um, when I originally showed the game for the first time in front of people at um, a thing called the Midwest Gaming Classic, but it's like a big local event um, where they just have all kinds of retro games and stuff and everything. And I had brought it there um, to have it shown it. And someone was like, Oh man, that's guys got to jump and shoot. I'm jump and shoot, man. And from, you know, from the ego Raptor thing, but it was, it was really funny. Cause I was just like, yeah, you know what? You're kind of right. <laughs> Cause you're jumping and shooting. <laughs> um, but yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do some of the special moves um, without, um, you know, being able to jump and shoot at the same time, yeah. so and, and, and people are pretty receptive to the whole thing. I, um, you know, just with that, and it is pretty playable with a controller, which I was really surprised. Yeah, I can, well, I, I can think, it, um, Ashley Winnell for that because <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you should make the game use with the controller." I'm like, "Okay," and I did that, <laughs> and it turned out pretty well, actually. Isn't it weird? You know, you bring up like bumper jumpers, like the obvious thing to do. You think that, and it is the yeah. obvious thing to do, but like Halo and stuff like that, it's not the default. Like when you think right. about it, you have to aim and shoot and jump and do all those things at the same time, but you can't aim when you're jumping. Or well, see, that's that's the crazy thing though. Like with Halo, ninety percent of the time you don't have to. Like it's only when you get into really high level play that you do. So um like if you know for you know you can play the campaign like i i don't bumper jump in halo that's what's really funny like i, I can't stand it because like, i just don't like it <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know it's funny because you're right thunder gun like it a lot of it takes place in the air if you're like playing at that level where yeah like what once so, i, I mean i guess i yeah i guess i'm just forcing the issue right <laughs> like, but it you know what i'm happy it did because now like I've been playing with Bumper Jumper on so many other games, and I uh, meant Thunder Gun. Just play it, guys. Come on, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. I promise. It's really good. <laughs> it's a, I I um I've been playing it to the point where, and like I said, when you get to a certain point in the game where you're getting used to the controls and everything, most of it takes place in the air. If you watch the trailer, uh, you actually get combos where you'll shoot yourself up into the air. <laughs> And then aim and shoot at guys, and then propel yourself again while you're in the air. It's crazy. 
And yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's a weapon propelled double jump, basically, right? Yeah, I, I just made up that term, but well, it's what it is. <laughs> weapon so. propelled double double jump. jump. That's a whole category, actually. WPG. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's not a scientific name. <laughs> it has a name in the lore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It probably does. The, that should have been something in the trailer. Weapon propelled double jump. <laughs> WPDJ. Uh, but Rolls but right yeah, up. I mean, I, I I think and I think that's the biggest you know like I I mean, when people like the game, they really like the game, and it was that was kind of like the thing with the um the first version too is just like people got really into it um like just cause like <laughs> like after they figured out some of the different things that they could do, it was like people like and that was like three years after that game came out, so it was well, like whoa, you know. Yeah. Um, oh man, I thought about this the other day, and it might be a real tangent, but it is Thundergun. Um, I think about games like how Smash Brothers is technically a fighting game, but it gives you so yeah. much freedom with the way you can move. In that same way, it's like sandbox movement. Like, not a sandbox game, but the way that you play the game is so open. It just gives you the tools, and then it allows you to play it the way that you want to play it. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I feel about Thundergun. You have to go into it thinking... I'm going to find the most efficient way to score a high score. And yeah. it gives you the freedom to figure out how you want to do it. There's no one way. Like it t- you, you realize right. you can crouch. And when you crouch, you have a lot better aim. Like Your aim is so much better. And things like that. And you don't get propelled while you're crouching, from what I understand. I don't, mm-hmm. I, it's better. Well, it, it, actually, it depends. So you'll get... Um, I, think, I think when you're crouching, it... Low, it increases your friction by two, so okay. it just doubles it. Um, and but if you have a certain, if you have like the pushback, or it'll mm-hmm. actually just keep you in place. So you'll, you know, so it just depends on what you're using. So, but yeah, you can customize it where it's like, oh, I'm going to use this perk and different exactly. things like that. And you have yeah. the options. And I just, ah, oh man, that's what honestly, that's my favorite part. Like the ability to go in and choose how you want to get your score instead of just it, it's very open but you have to go into it with that mindset I yeah think. so when people well, realize that there's all this depth underneath that you have to sort of decide how to use that's when it really clicks for people i think yeah and and i think that's been the problem for a while is this that um that um it's it's really hard to explain you know, like yeah, yeah yeah i can say that it's it, it's got uh, the game has got depth, but you how many games it. that don't have depth say they have depth, right? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> no, and I, I totally get it. Yeah, there was the whole reason I made the game was because this, like this is this is my I, I think I said this um, on Twitter a few times, but it's like Thunder Gun Revenge of the Mutants is my love letter to the gamers. Like I've made games that aren't like you know they like mess around with you they screw with your brain and all that stuff and you know it's kind of like here i'm a developer watch me and this is like no you like you as the player you know like i want to see what you do with skills and different things within this kind of semi semi complex system i've made right and mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like and, and and I think that's why I kind of wanted to do it because I was like, oh, you know, it's like it'll gain traction with people who really like to play it, and you know, it'll be recommended that way. So, yeah. And once one person plays it, they show it to somebody else, and that's the way eventually it's going to happen. 
Yeah. And uh, just really quick to throw it out there, the other project, Bullet Romancer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I, you know, I'm going to be honest. All right, so I'll, I'll, the quick version of the lore is that that's the game that we were initially working on. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got, I mean, it's not amazing music. Some that's a lot game. of music, and it's, it's a good lot music. Of music awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, yeah. Uh, oh. It just. Oh yeah, go for it. Um, oh, man, it's a really, really deep game that at the moment, at present, that I think is going to be pretty crazy. So, real quick, just getting back on topic. So, yeah. Bullet, Bullet Romance is coming, and it's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. And I don't really know. How to explain what kind of game it is. Maybe Taylor can do that better than I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I've just started working on it again. I took I took the year and two months break, or, you know, year and four months break now, um, <laughs> or whatever, from yeah. Belletromancer. And the game is basically, um, uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me think of the, yeah, the short version is, it is a bullet hell shmup set in the afterlife where you do not have to use lives and it's 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 what it's like i i hate i hate to use it as a comparison because everyone's gonna be like yeah but um it's like what super meat boy popularized for platformers was not using lives right because Mm -hmm. you know edmund and mcmillan had talked about this a bunch of times and I wanted to. Do, I kind of want to do the same thing for Bullet Hell, you know, shmup games because because like so so many times I feel like that's like the biggest thing that like keeps people from getting into it. But you know, no, absolutely, Bullet Hell agree. players would argue that that is like you know sacrilege and that's not good. Well, because it's like the whole one credit clear mythos and it's like oh we got to do that and it's like well there's other ways we can do this so that it's still. And you know what? So. And it needs to be that way because the design of the game is based around a story. So yeah, yeah, it's like and the game's got a story, which most bullet hell games or hey, don't. Have Raiden had a good they story. Do it really bad. Raiden, Raiden, Raiden <laughs> like, oh, no, had a story. <laughs> no, what, what game? Is Gradius the one with the like Moai heads or however you pronounce it? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Gradius has that. I think a lot of them do, because that's one of the things that's just in a lot of the shooter games is... I don't know if you want to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was funny. I mean, well, there is a there is a Moe head in Electromancer. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was bringing that <laughs> it, up. It's like, yeah, there's lots of little jokes like that. There's, you know, Moe heads, um... <laughs> I thought I had another good joke in there. I, I can't remember it off there the top are, of my head. Great. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. The writing like, the game is gonna it, it 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 the game has kind of got like a funny like feel to it, and you know ultimately it's a real it's it's a serious story, and the story is gonna be really dramatic. And I'm basically almost done writing it. Um, <clears throat> but I've been doing that for yeah, like so before I took a break on working on it, it was like I think. I think we had been working on it for like two years. Oh yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of work behind this one. It's kind of like my little pet project, you know, that I've been working on before I left my job to do indie stuff and do Thunder Gun. Yeah. So. And there's a lot of music for it now. That um... yes, there is a lot of music for it. <laughs> and <laughs> there's I... probably going to be a lot more music. <laughs> yes, probably. And I don't know if I mentioned this just real quick, throwing it in there. 
uh, when I I moved into my dorm because I'm in college now. When I moved in my dorm, I brought all of my I had to find space for all my recording stuff because I knew <laughs> I'd still be doing music for it. So I'm like, <laughs> I gotta make sure I have everything here. So <laughs> pretty funny. Now I have <laughs> I have I'm wires. Sorry, I didn't mean to inconvenience. No, 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 no. It's not inconvenient. <laughs> it's I didn't really think of. I didn't think that. You know, no, no, like, no. I've been working on so long. It's just like <laughs> what I've moved. I've moved like twice since I started working on this, so it's like I moved that many times. You already moved once. And <laughs> Isn't it funny like, how long? I, man, I think we, I think we met and worked on the project like New Year's, three years. Yeah, it was now. like December, late December, New Year's kind of thing. Man, it's mind blowing. It feels like it's been like no time at all. And another thing, uh, you did the album artwork for one of my albums, so we're just working mm-hmm. on each other's stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you released an album before <laughs> we can finish the game. <laughs> yeah, so if you look at but, um, cross-promotion, if you look at my album, the artwork is Tara's artwork, and it's awesome, and I love it. And I have a mouse pad of it that I'm using right now because it's so awesome. So check that out. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my cool music. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, but the, you know what? It's like the the entire, the, like, just the, you know, another brief tangent on this. Like, another, like, crazy thing is just, like, it's just a testament to how the Internet is, like, crazy revolutionizing everything. It's just, like, the, the only reason that we even started working together was because of, like, a tweet. I think yeah. you sent it. I was like, <laughs> tweet? Oh, you can work on music with me, or you know. Like, and, oh man, I remember like, tweet, and now we've been working together for like three years. Yeah, it's nuts, <laughs> and that's and that's the best part, in my opinion, of the whole like independent scene and stuff like that. Like it just randomly happens, and I remember when I did the first track, which is called I think Red Wine was the first track. That's the yeah, thing. yeah, and um. It was so formal. Like, I knew I had to sit down and write, write a song for it. So I'm like, oh, it's got to be good because it's the first one. And then later on, it's just like, I'm going to do a jam that sounds like Take, take <laughs> yeah. On Me in a nightclub with a bunch of people getting drunk in the afterlife. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what it turned into. It's, it's been a long, long time, actually, that we've yeah. been working on all this stuff. So when it comes out, it's going to so be When it comes out, yeah, hopefully it'll be worth all the, you know. It will, it will, you know what? It'll be worth it just for us. <laughs> It will. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, that's what I felt about Thunderguns. It's like, you know what? And, um, you know, honestly, it's just like, I enjoy making the games and stuff so much more than I, like, you know, like, than anything else of yeah. it. So it's like, it almost doesn't have to do well. I've still set out and accomplished my goal. So even even if Bletchromancer is kind of a letdown when it comes out or whatever, you know, or, or, or no one cares or something like that. <laughs> Well, then, then you know, I'll, I'll still be happy because I made something pretty, you know, pretty yeah. dang awesome. So, so how do you pronounce it? Yeah. I pronounce it Letromancer. Yeah, Bullet so one word. I always yeah, say like, Bullet yeah. Romancer, but, you yeah. know, well, see, this Bullet is the, You don't have to worry about saying it correctly, because yeah, we will. That's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like a pun almost in itself because it has the word you know romancer in it and it's about yeah, love you know like <laughs> so and there should be and bullets, bullets in it so yeah and you know but, actually off the top of my head like Thundergun, this was a project that started as a smaller project and then grew mm-hmm. into something and that was on game jolt so if you want i yep. think it used it's, it's still up right on game jolt. Uh, yeah it should still be up so you can go check out just sort of the uh the skeleton of the project there 
but yeah, and oh, I can post the link yes, in the, the IRC or whatever. No, but seriously, I gotta throw this out there because this is one of the coolest parts of the project that you did. Uh, the levels like build themselves when you mm -hmm. the stages basically like it's it's almost like a play like the way it comes together like a a uh, stage and it's so yeah. cool like the level just squishes together right in front of you and then the scene starts and it's really cool I really like that effect <laughs> throwing that in there yeah I'm gonna say there's lots of little details and like everything in it like it is. It's, it's you're you're right. At the end of the day, like it's like maybe maybe that's just my thing. I end up making stuff that's really hard to describe, so everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, just like yeah, just, yeah. The the jam version is from December second, twenty twelve. So that's how old how long this project has kind of been going. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, there's lots of little things um, that. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm excited to get back to work on it and yeah, you know, finally really finish it. And who knows? It, it could be another year and a half. It could be tomorrow. Who knows? Well, <laughs> I mean, I I'm not going to say, especially in a place where people can hold me to it, because I've done <laughs> made this mistake for how long I think I can you know take for me to do it because. <laughs> but if I, I mean, because um, I I think. I think when I first started Thundergun, I was like, I'm going to finish this game in two weeks. <laughs> nope. And <laughs> that certainly that did not happen. But, yeah, and I, I think, yeah, and I think when I originally started Bloodtromancer, I wanted to finish it in, like, three months, and that didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm... I, I'm no longer going to say when I think I can get something done. <laughs> but I can I can say that you've been working a lot on the tools to make this game go yeah. smoothly. So at least we know it's smooth sailing for the most part from this point forward. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think the stuff that I was doing um, yesterday and the day before was like going back and fixing. There were a lot of, you know, it's like... <laughs> You know, you like when you work on a project, you end up like getting better as you go along, and then you like you come back to an older project, and I'm like, okay, there's lots of bad things. Like right now, I'm just going through and fixing all of the memory issues that I had uh, because I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it'll come out, and when it, it does, will come out, <laughs> when it does, you guys are gonna be in for it. So, I mean, there are some <laughs> moments where I mean, I hate talking about my own music, but. Mixed with the story and the visuals, the music, there are some moments already in like what exists at the moment that are pretty killer. They're like, yeah. they'll hit you hard. Yeah, so. yeah, I know what one you're thinking of too. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want to tell everyone. I know exactly what. I know exactly what I, I'm exactly not gonna. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have so many secrets in this secrets about this game that I just want people to be surprised about when it comes out. You it's know, great. Like, it's it's very. You know what? I'm gonna be honest. It's not a game you can talk about, like, yeah. and understand from talking about. It's its own thing, and I think that's a good thing. It's a good place for it to be, so I like it that way. Yeah. Whew. Well. <laughs> yeah. It's got been, two things checked off the list. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been, <laughs> it's been great to talk to you about this, because I don't actually know, I don't think we've ever talked on Skype before. Like, no, I don't think so. Maybe once, but yeah, it's kind of once. funny. 
Yeah, believe it like, or not. Yeah, yeah. Three like, we've done all this collaboration through email, right? <laughs> I don't know. Something about email, like, the way that you can uh, type it out and look at it before you start saying stuff. Especially yeah. with, like, clearly I'm a rambling type of person. So that's what I'll do. <laughs> so for everybody's sanity, sometimes it's better if I just write emails. But, you know, yeah. it's always good to connect with people this way. So, finally. <laughs> just had to invite him on to our show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we finally need to talk. Come on. It's like, okay, fine. Trick them with an interview. <laughs> True. <laughs> not, not trick. Not, I, not entirely. I was, really, I was really looking forward to this. So. Yeah, and it was great. It's obviously it's great to have you on here. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have other questions or weird things you wanted to ask me about again? Yeah, for sure. I just kind of was talking about stuff. So. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the Madison uh, indie game scene. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're you're a bit of a part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I don't organize it. That's actually um, Aaron San Filippo actually yep. um, from Flipfly. Yep, Flipfly. Um, he he actually organizes. We have a meetup in um, Madison, Wisconsin, every you know every month or so, um, and it's just a bunch of local developers that is like always kind of growing but the the madison scene is kind of like all these like the, you know different little isolated groups that no one no one no one thinks that there's any other indie devs in town so everyone's <laughs> like okay there's no scene here i'm the only one and then you know we have like a um i think yeah it's like we've had meetings where there's been like 30 people now so it's like yay really small but i think the biggest one we had is like 50 or 60 people Whoa. like uh, it was for um it was for like the wider madison and like you know like i i you're we talking with like the um business community kind of thing it was really weird because it was like we're trying to explain what's going on and you know it's like here's how game development works <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of really talented people in madison so hmm. um well, i mean yeah you're there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> of course, I'm here. Uh, Everything's made better by my presence. Yeah. It's like it's all a bunch of people that you are just like going by the persona of because like all of the different people. Like there were fifty or sixty people there, but secretly I was the only. <laughs> no, no, it, it was it was actually kind of crazy. I I can't remember how the group started, but um, I think we had like a demo day or something where we everyone just brought like their game to show off, and I had that's where I met Aaron and um he had just started like working on race the sun then and that i don't remember how long ago that was but it was like the earliest version and then like it eventually morphed into a really cool thing and um yeah and then he started doing the meetups and it's like wow crazy small little town where you know yeah that was like 2011 stuff going on early 2012 that he started working on that and yeah. I think I've talked about this before, but now that you've brought up Race the Sun, Bullet Romance, not Bullet Romancer, um, Thunder okay. Gun. Thunder Gun oh. would be incredible on Vita, just throwing that out there. That game <laughs> is made for a, a handheld like that. That would work really well on Vita. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I'm thinking, I haven't, I haven't played on Vita before, but it's got, um, does, it, does it the Vita actually have um, two? two uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah, know, that, that's the big thing about it. Like, <laughs> coming out, right? 
It, yeah, uh, no. It would be great, honestly. Do it. <laughs> Go through it. <laughs> and while you're at it, get it on uh, PS4 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the. I mean, I, I, you know, I think the. I think the like the bigger goal was it's like, well, get it on Steam and then maybe start porting it to other little places. And you know, like I really wanted to keep. I really want to keep adding stuff to Undergun, but since I've had a issues getting people to buy it i can't rationalize spending too much more time on it at the moment but and you know and i just finished it but yeah. i really still want to add stuff to it so porting it isn't out of the question it's of just course more you like, need a break you know yeah but seriously if you're gonna if you're gonna consider it vita like <laughs> oh man i would buy three copies alone myself <laughs> yeah and um, if you if you go a PlayStation route, they also have that really cool um, instant game collection, which I don't know if I grabbed this month. I need a I need to set a reminder for myself. Um, but uh, basically, everybody gets six free PlayStation games a month if you're a part of PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, two for Vita, two for PS3, two for PS4, and a lot of the time it's indie games. And uh, from what I understand, what they do is basically they buy you out for that month. So mm-hmm. they say. We'll give everybody on PlayStation Plus your game for free uh, if they choose to download it, uh, and we'll give you, you know, like twenty grand or whatever for yeah. that month. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a super cool, uh, a super cool program. And so I'm, if if you dig it on PlayStation and they're like, hey, you know, and they want to put you on the instant game collection, boo. They, they absolutely love the games like this. Like, the Blambier games that have been on those consoles, which I think yeah. is just loop rosters off the top of my head, they eat that stuff off. They love it. So, yeah. throw that in there. Super Crate Box was technically on the Vita. Yeah, it was, um, on, mobile. It was on mobile. Yeah, it was on PS Mobile. Which has died. Yeah. <laughs> sad, <laughs> sad death. Yeah. I actually still have that on my Vita, so I should sell it on eBay. One of the only ways you can play it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got it on my Vita, too. I almost uh, uninstalled it a while back. And oh, I God, don't. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, eh, I, I need some space, but I don't think... How, how big is it? It's yeah, like it was like 15. 80, 60. It was like nothing. Yeah. At the it was most. less than 100. Yeah. So I was like, eh. But totally. No Vita. Oh, man. I yeah. can just imagine all the mixing that I would have to do to get the music to sound <laughs> decent on those speakers, though. Ugh. Yeah, I don't think it would be that bad. I mean... <laughs> Does anybody play Vito without, head- without headphones, though? <clears throat> I'm kidding. I do. <laughs> I, I, I use a... I have my huge Sennheiser-like monitor headphones that I would probably walk around with and play Vita. Like, Gravity Rush, <laughs> the music in that game, you need headphones, oh, man. I don't know if you guys play Well, that. I'm also willing to bet that they probably have, like, a size limit, too, for your downloads or something, oh, yeah. too. So they'd probably be like, no more than 200 megabytes. So oh, you probably, in some cases, wouldn't be able to have extremely high-quality music, either. Wait, are you talking stuff. about on Vita? Yeah, or do they not have a size limit for know. games? They know. do? It's 4 gigs, I think. Oh, okay. But, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Lossless wave files. I was gonna say, with, like with with the um like five tracks that Mike made for um for Thunder Gun, the game still only was like twelve megabytes. Like, what? So, I'm I'm like, really, yeah. I I have some really really good uh, mixing down codecs and stuff. So 
I don't know. I, I like my file small. Because... I was going to say, it sounds great. Everything works great. And, um, sort of a sort of a test, testament to how they do their texture packing, too, in Game Maker. Yeah. Um, I managed to get all of the game sprites, except um, for the trophy icons and the tile sets, all in one. So there's only three... Um, textures for the whole game and I was pretty happy about that. I was like, yay! I wanted to do it all in one, but... <laughs> I mean... It's it's crazy. Game Maker has... Oh, man. I mean, some people still shit-talk it a little bit. Like, you know, not in our scene, but, like, the people who are elitist about the way they code. I think we've talked about yeah. this on the show before. Like, the elitist people. It's like, Game Maker is what it is. You make games with it. That's why it's called Game Maker. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, um, what, what's the joke? It's just like, um, the joke is, it's like, um, it's like, you, you, you make a game, and if you build your own game engine, you're never going to make a game. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you're right. I can't remember, like, there, there's a better way that it's worded there. It's like, where it's like, you just try, I was like, oh, I'm going to make my own engine to prove how awesome I yeah. am. It's like, and no, then you'll no, never no, finish, gonna finish anything. Exactly. <laughs> It's true. And I mean, um, I don't know if you guys, I mean, you guys know about Kojima getting fired from Konami, right? Yeah, yeah, I so heard about that. This is Hideo Kojima, like, a name in, like, game design and all that stuff, like, production, gets fired because the Fox, from what I understand, it's because the Fox engine for Metal Gear Solid Five cost them, like, a couple million dollars to make without even making a game, and then they used it to make... Um, Phantom Pain, but the, Konami was like, we need to make another game, so they made Ground Zeroes, the little project. But mm-hmm. the guy got fired because he made his own engine, which is awesome. It's one of the best ever, but like, you can't expect to just throw money and time into an engine and then have a project that get finished. Like, I, I completely agree. With yeah. That. But uh, I can't stand those people well, who are like, you didn't do it from scratch, so it's not your project. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're off. It's like, I started with yeah, a gray I, I screen. Yeah, I say, any, any of my people attempts to make an engine have always resulted in failure. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it makes sense if you're, if you have a lot of people that are yeah. putting work into it, but not, not like a single person. Absolutely. I mean, well, unless you're like crazy good, like... There are very few people who can do it. Because I can, I can think, I, like, I haven't watched any of the Handmade Hero stuff, but last time I did, I was like, okay, we're going to make an engine from scratch. And it's like, I believe you can do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's, it's just crazy, though. Uh, I, you know what? I think it was your tweets that I saw. Um, I saw all that stuff about... Get it. I had actually gotten into an argument right before. I don't know. Did you tweet about this kind of stuff? I think you did. Um, yeah, I think I think I think you had mentioned it, and I was just like, no, like you know, like. Yeah, and I had been mad. As that long day. as like. Yeah, it's like at the end of the day, no one's going to care what it was really made in. Yeah, and it's not the final product. Like, as long as the game works and it's fun, like no one's going to care. Like I, I had had that argument. Because I had, um, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but real quick, I had, uh, I had an argument because I made a game with Game Maker where I, I completely, I did it all from memory, like I, I didn't need any help, like looking up code and stuff, and I figured all the issues out on my own, and I was doing sprite scaling and stuff, which for me was like high level stuff. I know for some of you guys, it's like 
something. <laughs> but I was so proud of it, and I was showing it off to everybody, and I had it running in a browser, and I had it streaming, and I was so proud of myself. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but you use Game Maker, so it's like you didn't even do anything. You just sort of drew pictures and then made them move around. It's like, oh, you guys should screw off. I, I was so angry about it that day. Yeah. <laughs> Write your own uh, operating system to run your game, so <laughs> if you didn't do jack, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you can get it running yeah, on a watch. Thanks, <laughs> Confuse everyone. Make it sound easy or something. They're still working on, like, their wedding, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And, like, if if you make your game good enough, which, you know, well, it, yeah, you are the, capable of, you know, you can't even tell that it was made with Game Maker. Exactly. Like, well, that, that was what I was going to say before. It was like, he's like, yeah, everyone's like, you made that in Game Maker? It's like, yeah, it's like, you just, you just make it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like anything else. You just start with nothing and make it something. It's all about what you're able to do with what you're given. Yeah. Well, that's, well that's, that was that's the other funny thing. Like in Unity, if you're making something in Unity, it's like the only way that you can usually sometimes tell if it's made in Unity, other than ninety percent everyone uses it for whatever reason now, um, is like um, like if they only if they use the default diffuse shader, then you can yeah, tell. No, Unity, and that's about it. Like that that because it's it's like it's like the only reason people associate these things with it is because some of the default things that are in it that people do and like yeah like it, you know any any game engine is so much more powerful than like thing that you'll ever start with so i yeah it, it's almost it's almost a non-issue now where i'm just thinking like yeah no like as long as you made a game it it's fine it's like you, people yeah. do the same thing they complain about like twine and stuff like that it's like oh those aren't real games it's like no they are <laughs> like Twine games are games too. Yeah, you click on it and you play it. It doesn't matter how it was made. Oh man. Yeah. So if if I made a website that was just like a bunch of links everywhere, like it, it's not a game yeah, suddenly. Still, it's still, <laughs> no, that'd still be a game. Like text adventures. I don't think. Yeah, like text adventures are games. They've been game. They're like probably the oldest kind of games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of the oldest. Yeah. History there, but. <laughs> Yeah, they but, definitely good. You know. Type, 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 type. Yeah. <laughs> but, Get a little um, keyboard. <laughs> I probably could have just said it out loud instead of typing it. Yeah. Yeah, I was I, I was pretty much about to say, like, we're, we're about to hit the hour and a half, so we're probably going to wrap okay. up. Because that's, that's cool. Usually our, our upper bounds. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to say, though, I got to get it in. It's been great to talk to you. It's been a long time coming, and I mean, we talked about games, and as we normally do on the show, we talked about things completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but... What? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, off-topic stuff? That's that happens. never happens. Never. <laughs> uh, so yeah, is there, is there anything else you want to you wanna talk about? Um, anything that's on your mind? Any Anything in the games? Um, not not that I can think of off the top of my head. Then, other than uh, any shameless plugs I could do, go for it. Yeah, for sure, go for it. We usually all right. Just buy Thundergun, please. Yes, do it. <laughs> Greenlight it. I mean, yeah, Greenlight it. But yeah, don't complain about it, how it's not on Steam, and just go get it. Greenlit. 
and you can listen to the soundtrack without buying it. You can stream the whole thing. Yeah. Mike So go for it. And if you like the music, the game's right there. And the music is in the game, yeah. believe it or not. You can do that now. The music's in the background of the game. Like, so play it. <laughs> it it yeah, comes free with the, with purchase of the full game. Yeah. In the game. No, but... I mean, we could, I don't know how to set that up, but I'd want... If, if that were a thing, we could there, talk about that just, later. It's but, just in the background of the game, you know. But, but yeah, buying... It's like, that, that's always the thing. It's like, I don't think anyone has problems realizing that $10 isn't that expensive for a game anymore. But mm. anyway, it's like, you could buy, like, a McDonald's and then, like... Yeah, you buy McDonald's. The, for, like, the, the gas same money price. to drive to McDonald's probably makes. Yeah, it the more gas than money the and the food you spend on going to McDonald's, or the money you spend, not the food. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. the gas money that you're spending to go to your local GameStop to pick up some <laughs> some yeah. sixty dollars AAA game that's yeah. gonna be buggy. The amount of money buggy you buggy you trading in your game, like, <laughs> you can you can justify this. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I think the net the net code in Thundergun that exists with the leaderboards is probably more stable than Battlefield 4 was on launch. So, and that yeah, was quoted by they, one like, guy. Yeah. I had I had two major bugs when the game came out and now they're all fixed. So, there's no no reason why you shouldn't buy it unless you don't want to. But <laughs> But yeah. uh yeah, shameless plug for that and Yeah. Yeah. Play all of, play all of the games. All yeah. Video games. Or, or if you liked any of my older games for whatever reason, then buy that because it's my first commercial game and support developers. Every copy counts. Yep, uh, you can also check out all of Tara's other games at RottenTater.com. Yep. Yeah. And your Twitter handle is Rotten underscore Tater, right? Yep. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, link it up. Go check it out. Uh, the links will be in the IRC, and if you're listening to this in the archive, they are available on the uh, Click Here for Show Topics uh, pop-up box, Dealey. Yeah, I programmed that. Anyway, uh, it was fantastic having you on the show. If you want to stick you. around for a couple talking. minutes after the show, that'd be great. Sure thing. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's about it. Let's, let's do our... Yeah, thanks for having me. Right. Thank you for listening in to broadcast number 65 of Indie Radio. This broadcast is broadcasted live on 1000 mics and is recorded using Dosti. Thank you again for listening in, and we will catch you on the next broadcast, which will be on October 10th. Goodbye. Perfect. All set, from what I understand. I hit the red button. That killed it, right? Yeah. <laughs>